everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw, and before we begin, I wanted to talk about the fantastic folks over at Tabletop Loot. There are a couple who sell and ship all sorts of loot, from t-shirts, mugs, tote bags, and most importantly, so many beautiful dice. We got to spend some time with these awesome folks at Gen Con this year, and you really need to check them out. Right now, you can go to tabletoploot.com and input the promo code RAW, R-A-W, in order to get 15% off any dice that you order from them. We've started using some of their orange sherbet dice during our games, but they have so many other amazing dice to choose from. Definitely check out tabletoploot.com. Use the promo code RAW to get 15% off all dice on their website. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Tabletop Loot. Also, don't forget, if you want access to behind-the-scenes content while earning our undying gratitude, we would be thrilled if you can support us on Patreon. So please check us out at patreon.com slash dndraw. Anyway, on to episode 7 of Rumble Squad. Insult to injury. With me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm playing Leuven Cromdell, the half-elf alchemist artificer. Hey, I'm Jane. I will be playing Nissa Turin, the gnome, arcane, trickster rogue. Hi, I'm Chris, and I will be playing Org Fireforge, the dwarven forge cleric. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I will be playing Elaine Fox, the human druid barbarian. Last time, the party traversed through the Rigorum as they made their way to Avelios' home. They successfully avoided snakes and orc hunting parties, yet were consistently watched by a strange, intelligent tiger as they walked. They arrived at the house finding both the exterior and interior covered in traps. The house appeared empty though had been completely ransacked, and it wasn't until Nyssa discovered a locked cupboard that the party was able to find a hidden passage that ran beneath the house. Scouting ahead, Nyssa learned that the forearm figure that Leuven saw earlier was there, and he actually had six arms, which were seen as he searched the hidden room for something. Nyssa waited just a few minutes to observe before making her way back to the rest of the party, and that is where we will pick up with them now. So, you make your way back. I would like one more stealth check from you, please. That's not great. Uh-oh. Tendle. Okay. You start to head back, your foot scraping slightly from your legs being a little cramped, crouching by the doorway after a moment's pause. That little bit of movement that you heard before is gone. You don't hear it anymore, but you don't hear anyone approaching. I'm assuming you continue to make your way back. Yep. (laughs) Okay. You proceed back to the corridor. You still heard the sound of flipping pages, though, so it seems like that six-armed figure didn't notice you as you go up. And you're able to get back to the group. Okay. I'm going back up into the house completely out of the stairwell. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make that clear. Looking very wide-eyed, I'll look straight at Luven and be like, uh, that figure you saw, I think it's down there. You saw that four-armed figure down there? It's now got six arms. Did you use some extra arms? Yeah, it, it's got a ton of arms. I don't think it's on its own. There's somebody else in there with it. It's like, it's reading. It's got this weird, bright, disc thing floating around? I don't know what it was. It, it, it's seriously creepy. 
So when she describes the disc thing, can we make some kind of arcana? Arcana checks for anyone who wants to. Yep. As I'm waiting outside, or stop, because I'm still at the door, front door, yep. watching. Any sign of tiger coming back or anything? You don't see the tiger returning. You do catch a little bit of some birds. Like, it's a ways off, but it's like, move it, move it, big thing. Is it, it's in the direction, I'm assuming, that the tiger had kind of walked off to? Yes. Okay. What was the arcana checks? I rolled a seven. Okay. Mine was a 22. Okay. Luvin, you've read about these things, but no one knows how to make them. It's called a chromatic disc. It is a small magical disc that is charged with energy. And these particular ones just charge over time, but essentially it is attuned to a specific type of owner. You're not sure, like as you were reading through a bunch of stuff, you know it's like, okay, it's it's only ever been made by a specific type of person a long, long time ago. And it seems like when wh- whoever makes it, they're the only ones capable of using it, but it basically charges magic. So it's like a magic booster? It essentially provides energy to casters. Like extra spell slots, maybe? Potentially. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I describe what I think this is, this chromatic disc. I'm like, wow, let's try to make one of those sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Nissa, in this room you went into, did it look like there were any other exits? Or from where you came from was the only way in or out? Would I have been able to tell Tony if there was any of With your perception check, you're not sure. Okay. You actually, because the door was only like angled open, you only had a very brief glimpse into the entirety of the room. If we want, I can try and detect magic and we can go down there. It sounds like this may be the person that invaded. And if it is the one that we think of, there's a possibility he may try and turn invisible again. Yeah, I I think you're going to detect magic all right. Well, it's part of the reason is so if he does turn invisible, we'll know. Okay. Should I do it as well so that both of us can? It's probably a good idea. Okay. So as they're getting ready to do that, I would definitely come back down and be like, Ready? Um, I would also, when I come inside, pull the door shut. Actually, could I find something small, like just really small, like a pebble to put behind the door to basically, if the door gets pushed open and closed again? They commented in the other room, like stuff had been torn apart. So you can find like little splinters of things and stuff like that. I want something just small that if it gets pushed and moved, they're not going to notice. Gotcha. It is angled and placed. And are you guys doing anything else within the 10 minutes it's taking to ritual cast this? Negative goes right here. <laughs> there are a couple things I, I might have liked to do right before I started. What do you like to do? I assume the hour has passed on that healing draught that I handed Nissa. By this point, yeah. So you can draw another one. Yeah. So Nissa, that little weight that you had on your belt pouch suddenly vanishes. And uh, Luvin wouldn't like draw another one. By the way, I can only have one of those out at a time, so just to keep that in mind. I'll save the other thing for after the detect magic. Okay, so you guys focus and eventually release the ritual, and you are sensing the magics on your party from the items that they have. You proceeding downward? Yes. All right, you can go one at a time, so who's in front? I think Oracle go in front, because I'm more likely to not be stealthful. (laughs) <laughs> and if we end up getting detected, it's probably best that I take the brunt of whatever may come towards us as a result of that. Okay. Are you attempting to be stealthful? Yes, I will attempt to. <laughs> okay. Who's next? I think Elaine would try to take the back again. Okay. So, however, Luvin and Nissa want to go. I'll go after Auric. Okay. So, go ahead and roll your stealth checks then, people. Auric. 14. Nissa. 10. Luvin. 13. And Elaine. 14. So, you guys proceed downward. Nissa's 
hitting some some pebbles and stuff down here. She's making a little bit more noise than she normally would. But you approach the door. She's nervous. <laughs> you can peek inside, and Oric at the front. You can see this six-armed figure just going book item book item kind of constantly shifting through based off of your 30 foot range on your detect magic he is glowing just his everything can i see the the other guy as well you can make a perception check but so far you don't see anybody else i'd like to make a perception check six total you don't see anyone else in the room but in my head i know there's there should be another person nissa mentioned there was one other person okay I guess I'll like slowly, am I like up at the door now or? You're up at the door. Everyone else is kind of lined up behind you. Okay. Just waiting. <laughs> I'm going to try and stealthily open the door. Okay. Make a sleight of hand check. Eight. <laughs> so you reach out and there's a soft clang as your gauntlet hits the door and it inches open. There seems to be no response from the figure. His hood's pulled low, so you actually can't currently see his face. Does his demeanor change at all? Like, does it look like he noticed? You can attempt an insight check, but so far he's not reacting like he noticed. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to, to do that. Go for it. That is a natural 20, so a 25. Nice. I know okay. what he's thinking. <laughs> at least you think you do. I think I think he knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> so... Basically, as the door inched open, there was the briefest of milliseconds of pauses in one of his hands, and then he just continued. So he knows. Mm-hmm. I'm going like, to kind of make a hand gesture to the group, something to the effect of our, our cover is blown, and then just kind of walk into the room. All right. So. So now that we're in, do I see the other person? Nope. Nope. Do I have enough time to make like a perception check to actively look for the other person? So let me tell you what's here. (laughs) You walk into the room and you see just table after table after table of items, ingredients, uh, alchemical tools, potions. Some of the potions are cracked and destroyed. Others are kind of tipped over. You see shelves and shelves of scrolls, books, papers, a whole pile of them that you can see kind of like tossed on the table and slightly collapsed on the floor. And this figure continues to sort through things you can make another perception check now with the door open so you're walking into the room what are the rest of you doing by the way well i'm at the back so i have to wait for them to act i'll walk in and follow auric and take a look around the room too i shrug and walk in as well okay i am going to walk in and stand in the doorway <laughs> okay like so that if anything anything tries to go past me i would know okay so perception checks from anybody who wanted to make one Orc. 13, and okay. specifically, I wanted to try and find that other person and if there are any other exits in this room. Okay. Luvin? My total is a 19. Nissa? 11. 21. Luvin and Elaine, you notice three figures hidden right in the shadows, right by all of you. All three are red skinned, horned creatures wearing completely pitch black clothes very loose fitting and each of them is currently just like hunched in the shadows and staring at all of you but not moving you recognize them as hobgoblins as they're just like standing there and holding 
awesome. One's partially under a table across from you. The other one's like tucked up kind of against the wall and hunched low in the darkness. The third is by the bookshelves and kind of like pressed against it a bit. And they're all just kind of partially surrounding you. But the figure by the table continues to just go about his business. I would like to attempt to just very slyly point out where the three of them are. Roll sleight of hand. Eleven. Because you and Elaine can see them, as you start to point them out, kind of a flick of the wrist and you see darts appear in all of their hands as they stare right at you. Could I grab Lubin's hand? Like, mm. Yeah, you just you can tap him real quickly. By this point, you notice the six-armed creature by the table has stopped moving his arms and has his entire attention focused on the book currently in front of him. I'm going to call up to the six-armed guy. Are you the one that ransacked the place upstairs? After a moment, you hear in your head, Auric, do you know where the half-elf is? Are you referring to Egos? I take it that's a no. Which half-elf are you talking about? No matter. I found what he was hiding. And he starts to close the book, get up, begins to walk toward you guys. And as he gets up to the doorway, Elaine, he stops right in front of you. And at at this point, looks up. And when he does, you see a completely pale, extremely thin, almost anorexic face and neck. His actual face is uh, slightly elongated, almost bird-like in its shape, with two very large, almost owl-like, completely black eyes. And in your head, Elaine, he says, I have work to do. Move. I'm just going to lean ever so slightly down, getting, you know, a couple inches closer. You didn't say the magic word. I ready in action. What are you ready? I'd like to ready hold person on this guy if it looks like he takes any kind of aggressive action towards any of my party members. Okay. You see one of his hands begin to move as he starts to cast. If, if he looks like he's starting to cast something, then I would cast hold person on him. All right. So... I need everyone to roll initiative. Your whole person will go off, but... Oh, gosh! So, you go and you begin to cast, and as you do, he seems to start to as well, and you go to release your whole person as three of his arms suddenly whip around, and the spell fades. Did he counterspell me? What a jerk. <laughs> as he was casting at the same time, and both of you guys essentially start initiative, he is also releasing his spell to you, Elaine, mm-hmm. and you hear him just in your head say... Run. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Okay. Five? Oh. Okay. The DC's a four, right? <laughs> it's only a four. He doesn't seem like a spellcaster with a high DC. <laughs> so suddenly, Elaine, on your turn, you're going to feel compelled to run. But, Luvin, you are up. Okay, I am going to bring out an alchemical fire, and I'm going to throw it where I know it's going to hit two of the hidden creatures as well as this fun guy right here. Okay. So that is three different deck saves, I believe. Yes. Two saves, one fails. Okay. One of the hobgoblins failed. So what's the damage? Three. So you hurl this alchemical fire back and it slams into the chest of this one hobgoblin as it spreads about both the six-armed figure and the other hobgoblin kind of shift away, avoiding the splash. Burns through some of the, the clothing of the one hobgoblin it hit and does a bit of damage. Bonus action or movement? Nothing right now. If I move, I'm pretty much gonna take attacks of opportunity, right? Yep. You have the six-armed figure and a hobgoblin right by you. I'll stay put. 
Okay. This hobgoblin that was hiding by the bookshelves that you didn't see, Orc, it goes and strikes at you four times. What? Of those four, two attacks hit as a flurry of fists and feet kind of rush at you. Like a flurry of blows, perhaps? Potentially. (laughs) And in that blur of motion, you take 14 points of bludgeoning damage. How? As it punches, it like glances off one plate of your armor. The second one thrusts in and it slams into your ribs. The third one kicks out as your shield quickly comes up and you catch it. But as your shield hits, it kind of almost jumps off of your shield and thrusts the leg forward, kicking you in the chest. And then it goes back into like a readied fight position as it's Nissa, your turn. Almost did half my damage, or almost half my health. Yeah, it was multiple attacks, but still. I'm assuming I now see said hobgoblin. You now see all of them. They are all revealed. (sighs) Pulling my short sword, I'm going to move up to the one that just attacked Auric and try and stabby stab with my my sword. So as you pull away from the six-armed figure, he doesn't do anything. Oh, phew. (laughs) Short sword in hand, you draw, rush around this flurry of feet and hands hobgoblin. And so you have advantage. Murderize it. 20 total. Yeah, that'll hit. Cool, 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 cool. So you rush around. It kind of follows you for a bit. You see its hand begin to move, but your blade thrusts forward and with sneak attack. 11 damage total. So your blade sinks into its side as it starts to shift and twist away and you rip it out and it just starts to kind of stagger slightly back a little bit as it now is shifting its attention between you and Orc. Bonus action disengage, please. So yeah, after you stab, you kind of like pull away and push as it starts to shift and quickly take five feet back and kind of ready yourself for retaliatory strike potentially. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. All right. The one that Leuven had hurled the alchemical fire at is going to shift to the side and you see in incredible speed, four darts hurl from his hands as he draws one after another after another at Leuven. Four darts fly out. You shift quickly. One glances off your shoulder. Another one hits you in the side. The third hits dead center of your chest. The last one passes over your head. You take 12 points of piercing damage. Oh, all right. As it just one, two, three, four, and just one after another after another. That's half my HP exactly. But that is its turn. And Auric, it is now your turn. Okay. So what I am going to do is move forward five feet so that I'm right next to both of those hobgoblins. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Searing Smite on my hammer. And then I will come down with my hammer upon the uh, hobgoblin that had previously attacked me. Okay, the one that had the flurry of attacks just off to your right by the bookshelf. Go ahead and make an attack roll. I got a 15. So you go and swing, and he starts to shift back, having just taken a hit from Nissa, and you catch him in the side. Ha! Sucker. Nice. I got max damage. Nice. What's the total? So that would be 10 bludgeoning and 6 fire damage. Okay. So you go and swing and slam it into his side as his body lights up, ignites in flame, and he drops to the ground. As it begins to catch the papers beside him, (laughs) just so you're aware, but that's where we're at. It's not lit yet, but you see them start to, the flames lick the papers. So they're not on fire yet. Oh, it might might be on fire real soon if you're not careful. But unless you're doing additional movement, that's the end of your turn. 
Can I move over to where it was and just kind of like stomp on it? <laughs> you can move over to where it was, but you can't stomp on it. Okay, I'm going to move over to where it was. All right. So the other hobgoblin is going to send a flurry of strikes at Luvin. Oh, boy. And they all miss, right? <laughs> One hits. Oh. I'm not rolling well, guys. If you did, I'd be down. You take six points of damage as the fist comes out and, like, clips the side of your head. Oh, I'm not looking too good. And in this darkened space, suddenly, the hobgoblin that was attacking you disappears and then reappears in the far right corner of the room, somewhat close to Auric. Do I get an attack of opportunity? Nope. It literally just seems to, like, the darkness seems to engulf it for a moment as it suddenly reappears in a spot way off to your right. Elaine, you are having a little trouble seeing, by the way. There's light on the table, mm-hmm. but it only extends, like, immediately around the table. Okay. So just so you know. All right, it is the six-armed figure's turn. I'm still in that doorway, buddy. You are? You had, it is not your turn yet, so you have not run. So five of his hands begin to focus and come together and start to direct themselves towards you, Leuven. The sixth hand angles and focuses towards Auric as a small mote of flame appears in it and releases. So Auric, as a small bit of fire shoots out, it slams into your side. Six points of fire damage. Oh, I thought that was going to be way worse. I rolled badly. And Luvin, as he focuses five of his arms on you, a shimmer appears around your form. I need you to make a strength check for me. Okay. 13. Okay. You feel this pressure around your person, and it tightens and holds, and you find yourself restrained as you are suddenly lifted up into the air over his head, and you are now currently hovering right by the ceiling at 15 feet up, unable to move. Alright, Elaine, run. So, <laughs> he's right in front of me. Angled, yes. I'm gonna run towards him because he didn't say flee, he just said run. That is correct. Alright, so I'm gonna try to charge muscle him. his butt. Yeah, I'm gonna charge him. I have to run, I can't do anything else. Okay. <laughs> um, actually, I can't bonus action before I do that, nope, can I? You just have to spend your turn running. Yep, alright, so start charging forward at him. So you run, and he just dodges out of the way. So fortunately, there's a large table in the room and you run till you hit it, but you run past it. All right. However, the spell then drops at the end of your turn. At the end of my turn. This guy is, oh, I'm going to break his little freaking squid neck. He does have a little squid neck. But Luvin, you are currently held aloft 15 feet in the air with a lane kind of right beneath you. Okay. Um, nope. You're just restrained there. So do I uh, roll something to get out of it? You can't. I mean, you're restrained, so you can't. Your movement is zero, and attack rolls that you make are done at disadvantage. Since you hurl potions, essentially they're going to have advantage on any saves they make. For All right. So do one of the two hobgoblins look worse than the other? I mean, there's the one you hit, and then there's the other one. Okay, I'll go for the one that I hit. All right, this is the one right next to Elaine. Yeah, I'm throwing an alchemical acid at it. All right, you kind of shift and pull the vial out and kind of angle it slightly and kind of chuck it, and he just sidesteps it and smashes on the ground beside him. Well, <laughs> butts. <laughs> yeah, uh, unless you have a bonus action. I'm just going to pull out this vial no one has seen yet. It has a bubbling brown liquid in it, and I'm holding on to it. That's it. Okay. Nissa, you are up. I'm going to move up to the hobgoblin that I'd attacked before and short sword it again, please. The one you attacked before is Oh, did he? Is currently on fire. Oh, that's right. I've forgotten that bit. Sorry. But this is the one that Leuven hit with some alchemical fire. Oh, yeah. I will right. try and stab him. 
So, attack roll. 23. 23 hits. And you do get sneak attack because Elaine is within five feet of it. Yes. And Oric is too. But. 13 points of damage. Oof. You're dealing some serious hits here. Yeah. So you slice into this thing's side just as it sidesteps Luvin's throw of, of his acid vial and pierce into it and quickly pull your blade back. Bonus action or additional movement? I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. It is his turn. <laughs> Hi, fella. Yeah, he's first going to... Yeah, one swing at Orc, which hits and deals six points of bludgeoning damage. Ooh. As his fist slams into your face, he then spins and throws a kick, but misses, then throws a kick at Nyssa and hits, dealing four points of bludgeoning damage, and then throws one last kick at Orc, but misses. However, shadows then engulf his form, and he is now at the back of the room. It doesn't provoke any opportunity attacks? Nope, because he's teleporting. That does bring us to your turn, Orc. So are the papers that I am by in immediate They are currently catching, yes. What would it take to put them out? Your action. It would take my action to do it? Yes. Shoot. Uh, Yeah, dude, because that's the lawful good thing to do. Because you're putting it out now, you will not take any fire damage from this. So you use your action. You quickly pat and snuff out the flames. Yeah. Uh, your your armor's a little toasty, but otherwise you're fine. Okay. So then I will use my bonus action to cast Healing Word on myself. Okay. So you pat out the flames. <laughs> yep. He's so like, I get Yadamine wants me to fight. Three, so four health. Ooh. Nice. I am at eight health. Yeah, Oryx's looking rough right now, as he just took, like, punch after punch after punch. So you do have movement. I will move next to the big bad guy to prevent him from trying to run away. Okay. So you quickly snuff out the flames, focus on your holy symbol, and feel a little bit of healing as some of the bruising and uh, cuts mend themselves. And then you begin to turn and rush over to the six-armed figure. So the hobgoblin that kind of bamfed away from the corner a little bit ago rushes up and is sending a flurry of strikes at you, Oric. Oh, that's not good. First one's a miss, third one's a hit, and fourth one's a hit. So two out of the four hit. That's not good. So that's seven points of damage and (sighs) four points of damage. So 11 total points of damage. Yeah, I'm down. No. So he rushes up, throws a punch. The first two, you kind of block with your shield, but it causes you off balance as he throws a knee and slams into your side, shifting you as an elbow comes down onto the top of your head and knocking you to the ground. Then he's just going to turn towards the rest of you in general. Then it's the six arm figure's turn. He is simply making his way out of the room and out of sight. No. He continues to use his action to dash, which causes the spell around you, Luvin, to fade. And Luvin, you drop 15 feet. As a reaction, make a dex save, Elaine. Actually, make a strength save because you're trying to catch him, essentially, and bear his weight. Because you're you're there, you're kind of readied, so. Uh, oh, no. That one. Okay. <laughs> so as he hits... He slams into you, but both of you only take a point of damage. Oh, that's not bad. It's not a far fall, but now the creature is 55 feet and at the ladder, basically. <sighs> but that was his and the goblin's turn. Elaine, you're up. 
You know what? I'm sure we'll come across him again. I would immediately step up to Auric. I am not currently raging, so I can cast spells. Yep. And immediately kind of put my shield up between me and the goblin as I bend down and cast uh, Cure Wounds on Auric. So roll your heals. Gosh, you... (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't raging before, but she is now. So how much? Four points of health back. As I rolled a one on my freaking D8. So Elaine rushes up, kind of slides over, shield up to defend against any strikes from the hobgoblin, and quickly places a hand on Orc's chest as healing energy courses through him and his eyes snap open. <gasps> Luvin, you are currently prone on the ground. I stand up. 15 feet. Okay. I do walk next to Elaine, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'm holding out this brown vial like, if you're going after him, this will make you faster. But in my other hand, I pull out an alchemical acid and throw it at the hobgoblin. The one closest to you guys? Yes. Okay, so Elaine, you currently have a potion you haven't seen Luvin use before is a quick step drop. So, a dex save from the hobgoblin? Yep. No, he fails. Eight points of acid damage. Okay, ow. So you hurl this vial of acid, slams into shoulder as it burns away the clothing and skin across his arm. Unless you're moving more, I believe that is your turn. I'm going to take just a, a few steps back, basically go back to where I was. Okay, so you got up, moved up, and kind of quickly shifted this potion over to Elaine and kind of put it like to her and hurled this acid vial at the hobgoblin before taking a step back. Yes. All right, Nissa. I'm going to begin mustering an incantation to my breath, reach forward and touch the hobgoblin's arm and cast Shocking Grasp on him. All right, that is just a straight attack roll because he are not wearing armor. 19 to hit. And that hits. The Shocking Grasp, it gets rid of their reaction, right? Yeah, their reaction's gone. Okay. Ugh, only three damage though. Still. You reach out, and as this thing's kind of constantly shifting and moving, its arm goes to defend, you grasp it, and a bolt of electricity courses through its vein as its muscles all tense up. Any additional movement or bonus action? No, I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. The one that's off in the corner is rushing up, and he is taking a quick kick down at Auric, (sighs) which the first misses, and he follows up with a second, which hits. (sighs) You take four points of bludgeoning (laughs) Then he's going to shift around and take his next two swings at Elaine. One hits, one misses. And you take four points of bludgeoning damage as he kind of rushes around and throws a punch straight into your chest. All right, Auric, I need you to make a death saving throw. That is a failure. All right, that is one failed death save. So, yeah, Oryx's down. So one of the hobgoblins that is right in front of you, Nyssa, mm-hmm. is throwing all four punches at you. <laughs> so the first one hits. You take four points of bludgeoning damage. The second one hits <laughs> with an additional five points of bludgeoning damage. Third one misses. And the fourth one misses. So as it kind of shifts its grip, it's still kind of jerking a little bit from the electricity. It throws a punch, slams into your shoulder, falls with a knee that hits your side, but you're more prepared this time as you kind of push off its next two strikes just pass over your head as you bob and weave. And by this point, the six-armed figure is now long gone. So Elaine, you are up. Bonus action, chug that potion. All right, your speed increases by 20 feet for the next minute. 
I'm just going to use my scimitar, guys. Okay. Do either of them look more injured than the other? On a cursory glance, they basically look about the same. All right. I will go after the one that is closer to Nissa then. Okay. 19. 19 hits. For six points of damage. Six points of damage. All right. So you shift your grip as you draw your blade and slash across this thing's side. He's looking bad now. Can I... Oric is prone. Can I stand over top of him? Uh, you can stand on him. You can be on his face when he's prone. It's just considered difficult. <laughs> it's considered difficult terrain. You gotta stand on my chest. It's <laughs> like insult to injury. So she's kind of just standing around you, Oric. Yeah, and basically I'm just... I got my shield kind of up trying to block as many blows that if they try to throw them at him because he's conscious again. Yeah, he's not looking good. All right, Luvin, you are up. So the one that Elaine attacked is just now, is that the one that has been kicking Auric? Yeah, that's the one that kicked Auric. Yeah, it's it's getting an acid vial. All right. No, that was a net one. So roll your damage as you hurl this vial of alchemical acid at it. Right in his face. <laughs> Eight points of damage again. Nice. All right, so as this vial hits, it splashes across his form. He's looking rough now. He's looking real bad as, like, he's barely holding himself up. Nissa. I would like to move to Auric and feed him the healing drop. Okay, so you shift over and shove a healing potion into Auric's mouth and roll 2d8 for me. 15. All right. Whoa, Auric, wow. with a surge of healing. You rolled a 7 and an 8? Yep. Wow. I just realized that, like, as I was finishing my (laughs) sentence. So with a surge of healing energy, most of his wounds kind of close and knit, and air returns to his lungs as his eyes suddenly shoot open. I'm at half health again, guys. I feel great. You see Elaine cast standing over you, so Elaine, you're going to be pushed to a side as soon as Oryx starts to move, but... You do have a bonus action and movement, additional movement if you want, Nissa. Yeah, nothing from me, then I'm done. All right, it's the hobgoblin that's kind of behind you, Elaine, as you're kind of shifting back and forth. Yeah, he's gonna, you're kind of standing over Oryx, so he's blocking most of his attacks, so he's going for you. First one hits, second one crits. Seven points on the first hit. Oh, I'm sorry. 11 points on the second. Then No, ho, ho. Okay. I drop on top of Oryx. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, a body shield for you right now, though. A nice meat shield. Yeah. Then a uh, kick is going towards you, Nissa. Oh. It's going to hit. No. For four points of damage. Okay. And one more kick. As it comes back around, your blade comes up and deflects the blow. <sighs> Barely, as you feel it pass just over your head. <sighs> yeah, that's, uh, that's its turn. Auric, you are conscious. Ugh. Though you have a heavy Elaine on you. Right now. <laughs> okay. Would I be able to try and like stand up and push her off of me? Essentially, now you are standing in her space. Yes. Okay, I will do that, and then you I have will. Ten additional feet of movement. Uh, then I'm going to turn to the guy to the right of me. The one who's been kicking your face in. Yes, that okay. one. <laughs> And I'm going to hold out my hand in front of me, kind of like Darth Vader style, and cast a whole person. As he kind of is shifting his attention back to you, his pose becomes rigid. Yes. You have a bonus action and movement still. Well, 10 feet, but... I am going to go and move next to the other, the other hobgoblin. All right. So that I am no longer being flanked by both of them. (laughs) Yeah, that would be bad, right? Yeah. Okay. I think that's all that I can do because I can't cast two spells in a turn, right? You can do a cantrip, but yeah, that's about it. 
So it's that hobgoblin's turn, and I believe whole person, then he just saves at the end of his turn. Right. That's the only thing that he can do. Nope. He fails? Yeah, he fails. So he's still held. (laughs) Elaine, make a death saving throw for me. Nope. Okay, that's one fail. Luvin, you are up. Yep, so I am coming up to Elaine on the side where the held hobgoblin is, and I'm pulling out a healing draught and administering it, and that's my turn. So you rush up and dump a healing potion in Elaine's throat. Roll 2d8 for me. Okay, 10. Okay, you are back up by 10. Oh, I'm not happy. (laughs) Oh, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Oh, yeah. I roll over and I'm just like, thank you. (laughs) And then dagger eyes between the two dudes. Yep. Nissa, you are up. I would like to stab with my short sword at the one who has been held. Alright, you have advantage. Excellent. Seven. Okay. Swing and it throws you off. You do have a bonus action, which you can use a dagger this time, if you want. Yep. Okay. You do still have advantage because he is restrained. Twenty-one to hit. Oh yeah, that hits. (laughs) I can still use my sneak. Yeah, you have sneak attack. Six total. Well, that's all you needed anyways. <gasps> Good. <laughs> <laughs> so as he's motionless, you kind of swing, not fully like expecting him to have been held the way he was. But then as he kind of tries to shift, you pull the dagger out and slam it under his rib and takes a slight breath. And you see like his eyes glaze over, but he's still remaining upright. Oh, that's weird. Oh. Yeah, because he's still being held. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any movement? Uh, No. Okay, the last hobgoblin's turn, he's going to disengage and run. <sighs> so he's halfway down the tunnel. Auric, you are 40 feet from him currently. Okay, let's see. I'm going to run 25 feet towards him. Okay, that brings you at 15 feet. I am going to cast command and say halt. Wisdom save? Yes. He is running full speed and suddenly his foot stops and he pauses. Excellent. Sucks, doesn't it? (laughs) All right. Elaine, you are prone. Half my movement to get up. Now, question. Does that half include the extra 20 that I have? It's half your total movement. So it'd be 25 movement that you up. You have 25 additional feet of movement. So that would take me right up to where Oric is. Right behind, really. Then you know what I'm going to do? I will use my bonus action to continue running. Your action? Dash yeah, my dash. So you are now right behind him. So Elaine rushes up, shifts quickly past you, Auric, and is now right behind the fleeing hobgoblin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Leuven. So no one's down right now. <laughs> Not now. Not at the moment. <laughs> Not yet. H- how's Nissa looking? Uh, I'm at four hit points. <laughs> gonna take out a healing drought, hand it to you, in case you want it. Thanks. I'm gonna chuck it on my turn. <laughs> and I'll, I'll move up. I'll, I'll go my full 30. Okay, so you're like 10 feet behind Oric. Okay. Uh, Nissa. I'm going to uh, chug this healing potion and then move up as far as I can to where Elaine is. I mean, you can you can get all the way up to Elaine. Okay, cool. So 2d8 on the healing. <laughs> Two eights. What? <laughs> Just have have Jane roll the healing for everybody. Seriously? Going for <laughs> can I do that? No. <laughs> oh. Whoever administers it is the one I make do it. All right, but that is your whole turn to get all the way up to that point. Yep. Auric, you have Nissa and Elaine between you and the guy. You essentially, for the sake of this, can get in their space temporarily. Oh, I'm going to walk up to the guy and just wail on him with my hammer. You move forward 
hammer in hand and swing at him. Does a 22 hit? Yeah, that'll hit. Oh, good, good, good. Yes, max damage. So, yes. 10. Nice. With a swing, you kind of crack into his collarbone and his arm starts to go limp, but he's still up. Man, these guys are tough. Elaine, you are up then. As you kind of guys are start to shift positions in order to get like a swing on this guy. Murderize him with my scimitar again. Okay. Attack roll. Seven. No. You swing and he bats it aside with one hand. Bonus action. Spit in his face. <laughs> roll dex. 17. Nice. You spit dead center between his eyes. Oh man, he's offended. His curved horned head is very offended. He should be. All right, Luvin. So this is a narrow tunnel, you said? Yes, very tight quarters. Basically, as it is with everybody in front of you, you can't see the hobgoblin. So throwing a, a throwing a vial would, you would have- You probably hit any one of three of your allies. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the tunnel is providing some extra AC to this guy. I'm going to use a bonus action to draw it, and I'm just going to pocket it for now. So bonus action, you're going to draw your healing drop. And I'm going to hold. Okay. Nissa, you scramble beneath Elaine's legs. <laughs> I would like to reach out, grasp hold of the hobgoblin, and do shocking grasp on him. Make an attack roll. 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> roll your damage. Oh, three again. How do you want to do it? <gasps> really? Two HP left. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Just basically just grasp hold of him and I'm normally I'd probably just grasp hold and touch briefly and then let go. I want to keep hold of this guy and just hold him and fry him and then let go. Alright. Uh, Nissa shifts around Oric as he shifts around Elaine as she ducks under, rolls, reaches up, grips the hobgoblin by its knee and just releases a pulse of electricity. At first the hobgoblin starts to twitch, but then a burning smell comes to all your noses. As after a moment, eventually Nissa lets go and the hobgoblin then drops. You are out of initiative, guys. I slump against the wall. Just like, ugh, what was that? Ugh. So, Nissa, based yes. off all your previous checks, as you have been racking your brain trying to think of what this six armed creature is that's not a quad queen. Because <laughs> it has six arms. Because it has six arms. <laughs> Hexacreen? No. <laughs> this is the type of creature that you've heard about in rumor and legend. It's kind of considered a boogeyman to a lot of people, but it's known as a spell weaver. Ooh. It has the capability to cast multiple spells. It speaks only telepathically, and it has all of the knowledge of every ancestor that it ever had. <gasps> well, that's what? just cheating. <laughs> It is a creature that lives basically forever. What? As it quote unquote dies, you've heard stories that it essentially just hibernates and reforms in a new body with all of its previous memories. <sighs> They're always looking for ancient magic though. This is what Nissa knows. The rest of you can do an arcana check by the way, now that you have seen this thing. Leuven. 17. Elaine. Six. <laughs> Orc. 13. All right, Leuven, you have read about a spell weaver. You know that they can cast several spells at one time. They're actually very quick casters. And you know that they're millennia upon millennia old. You've never heard of anyone having actually met one. 
so I wouldn't know whether one being killed would stop it from reforming. Nope. Okay. Spellweaver. Wow. That's a rare sight. Yeah, no kidding. They're the thing of legend. What? And those things with him, those hobgoblins, weren't the best either. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Anyone who wants to make a check on the hobgoblin can make a nature check. Elaine? Eight. Nissa? Fourteen. Leuven? Twenty-two. Auric? Fourteen. Sorry, Elaine. The rest of you know that hobgoblins tend to be very military-focused, and they are very vicious most of the time. You have heard of these hobgoblins that follow a particular style that are trained like monks, scouts, and assassins, known as Iron Shadows. Leuven, not only do you know that these things are usually trained as scouts and assassins, but they only go out to either become a bodyguard for a very important person, or go out to cause chaos before an army comes. Okay, I relay both of those possibilities. Well, I think we know who the important person was. You know that they can, they are so quick, having to be able to strike four times in six seconds, as well as any time they are in a dark or dim area, they can essentially teleport to another dark or dim area within a small space. So, he took that disc with him. That might have been the item that we were looking for. No, he took the, the book. No, he left the book. He closed the book, and he was starting to walk away when you guys all were there. Yeah, but he took the disc, didn't he? The disc, he did. Based off of uh, Luvin, your check on Spellweavers and Nissa, you know Spellweavers tend to make those discs. So he left behind the book that he was reading when he was monologuing? Yep. Okay. So I'd like to go over and check out what that book was that he was reading. Okay. It looks like a journal of some sort. I would like to open the journal and start reading through it. As I'm walking over to the journal, I'll, I'll, I'll relay what the guy said that he had found what he was looking for. And that he was looking for the half-elf? Yeah, just for a half-elf. Okay, so Oric is currently flipping through this book. What languages do you speak? Uh, I speak Dwarvish, Elvish, and Common. Good, it's an Elvish. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I tell, like, what, like, how far into the book he had had it open to? Make an intelligence check to try and remember that. Uh, eight. No. You know it wasn't the beginning. You know it probably wasn't the end. So um, go ahead and general roll an investigation check, because I know you're specifically looking for, to try and find what that thing might be. I'll get that from you in just a minute, though. Elaine, what are you up to? Sitting on the floor, catching my breath. Okay. So you're taking a moment and trying to take it a little easy. Those punches and kicks hurt. Yeah, especially because I wasn't raging to, like, absorb it with adrenaline, so... Mm -hmm. Nissa, what are you up to? I would like to head back into the room and start rummaging through things. Okay. Uh, Roll investigation check. I will grab that from you in a minute, because that will also take you a while, because things are just spread all over the place. (laughs) Leuven. I I hobble around the room, not looking that great, and I'm... I'm also going to try to investigate things, some some of the various books around. Okay, so you're just looking through the books. Yeah, get get a sense of what kind of information this this uh, spellweaver was going through. Okay, make an investigation check. Okay. All right, so we'll start with Orc. I rolled an eleven. Okay, you're gonna be there a while. Oh, Nissa. Twenty-three. Okay, you find several different herbs that you think could potentially be used in healing potions. You do find a couple shinies. <gasps> yes. I can send you what later, if you want. Yes, please. Okay. Louvin, just out of curiosity, what was your investigation check? 26. Okay. So that's going to take you a little bit, too. On 
top of that, and it says you're like just scrambling through like everything on the ground. You find all sorts of papers and stuff like that that deal with different creatures in the area, different flora and fauna, a couple things of like experiments, you think? Leuven, you find the same like different experiments and alchemical formulas that he's been slowly trying to work on. Um, you see books that deal with how to mix certain ingredients and you know practicing some of the books you recognize are, are similar to stuff you've read in the past some are new um, so there's lots of different books here that deal with basically some of it how to capture certain monsters and how to utilize parts of them it's how to use certain flora and fauna in the area and what they can potentially craft and just general alchemy type of and and some of its magical item construction as well very nice this is all going to take more than an hour, so anybody that does want to do a short rest can. Also, it is coming up to night pretty soon. You may just want to stay here for the night. Just so you Yeah. Will. So, Auric, it takes you a while. A lot of notes kind of seem like ramblings of people constantly keeping an eye on him. A lot of indication of he found something. There's a brief mention of need to let the Nephany know. So this could be the item that we were sent here to retrieve. Yes, there is some direction. Eventually you find to an area farther north and through some serious ramblings of just, they know I have it, I need to hide, I need to disappear. Eventually there's a point of just towards the end of it as you're going, it's like, I'll go there, I'll, fi- I'll stay there and I'll hide there as he's immediately before that seeming to imply these tunnels far to the north of here. Does it indicate that that might be where he hid the item of interest as well? For the last sense of, I need to hide here, you get the impression that he kept the item on him. Gotcha. Do I get any kind of description as to what the item might be or what the nature of it is? The most you get is he says, it's old magic. Okay. So I'm going to relay this to the group. I'll say that uh, it sounds like that Spellweaver read the same thing I did. And he's probably on his way towards those tunnels. I'm not sure that we have time to spend the night here to rest. Okay. I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm not feeling super hot at the moment. So, okay. Here's my reason for not going there right away. One, we're all pretty pretty beat up. If we encounter that guy again, we're going to have a hard time, I think. Alternatively, he knows where it is, and the owner of the house could be in trouble. Not to mention that he may take whatever the item is that we were sent here to retrieve. Nissa? We can't return the item if we're dead. I'm not sure it's wise to go right now. Can't return the item if we don't have it either. Is there anybody in Asentheus that could come and help us with this guy? What about Vashti? We could try. But, I mean, I get, I see both sides of it, that we should probably try to go after him because being behind him is obviously not good. But going after him, even if he gets the item tonight, and because we, we don't go after him, we still have a chance of getting the item. Alternatively, like Nissa said, we go after him and we die. We definitely aren't getting that item. If he gets away, we don't know if we'll ever find him again. Not to mention, we took out his entourage. He doesn't have these hobgoblin guards that he did before. So you want to try to keep going after him? Yes. Question, Tony? Yes. Would we, would any of us know, like from any tales, legends, would we know of anyone ever having defeated a spell weaver? Based off of your previous checks, I would say no. Okay. 
because they're so rare you don't know people that have met them you just know it's mostly writings of writings okay that you know this okay would i be able to just kind of have a prayer and uh try and commune with yadamine you can try to pray to yadamine yeah and see if he has any guidance on this okay what are you asking what is the best course of action as to whether okay. roll a religion check for me actually make it just a straight wisdom check 21 so you get the sensation of just forge your path. It's like, it's up to you, bro. Do it. You do you. It's weak, and it sounds like a whisper down a long tunnel. I say we should go for it. Forge ahead. Okay, moving. Any strong opposition? Let's do it. Yeah, I think we should just go. Fine. Let's go. Elaine very tiredly drags herself up to her feet. Just like... Yeah, Nis is looking at her like really concerned. I'm fine. Okay. I'll be okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So you guys begin to proceed up the ladder out of the house. And as you do... Is there a tiger? There is a tiger. <laughs> it is standing at the doorway, sniffing the ground right now. And then as you come up, it looks up at the rest of you. You still keeping up this charade, tiger? It's staring at you. Okay. Look, we're very busy right now and don't have time for this. Please move. If you're not going to help us. Roll persuasion. Four! If that's you, Avelios, uh, we're, we're here. We answered your call. You can roll. All right. 24. The tiger kind of stares at each of you, then kind of starts to sit back as its paws shrink, its body shifts, and you see before you Vashti. <gasps> oh. Huh. If you do not have much time, perhaps I can help. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at RulesAsWritten or check out our website, dndraw.com and feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. See you all soon.